Hello and welcome to The Last Looks Podcast, a show where we catch up with talented hairstylists and makeup artists in the film and television industry. We'll pick their super creative brains and find out all the good stuff. Join me, your host, Jamie Lee, in finding out what's what in the hair and makeup departments around the world. And now, a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the podcast, Sammy. Thanks, Jamie. Can't wait to jump back into it. Now, last time we spoke about some Hask products to use for getting glam at home in support of award season. What other goodies are we chatting about today? Well, our newest collection that our stylists can't stop talking about. And perfect timing as they pair really well with what to use for red carpet hair looks. Cool. You have to make that hair picture perfect for anything award show related. Well, without further ado, it's our Hask Curl Care Collection. So we formulated this line specifically for waves, ringlets, and coils. And our star ingredients are vitamin E and a coconut argan oil blend. It's also boosted with this curl activating complex that helps eliminate frizz and provide added definition. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. Enhancing your natural curl pattern can be tough no matter what curl type you have. Yeah, that's really true. But what we did was develop seven vegan and cruelty-free products designed to moisturize and help prevent breakage while adding body and bounce. So curly girls are going to feel like they hit the jackpot with this one. Mm -hmm. And if you've been on a quest for soft and bouncy curls, then you should seriously try it. So thanks to hydrating ingredients like coconut oil, argan oil, and vitamin E, you'll see a night and day difference in both the look and texture of individual strands as well as in the twisted locks that form soon after. And you can definitely credit these results to the exclusion of silicones and sulfate. That's awesome. Thanks again to you and Hask for joining us on the Last Looks podcast, Sammy. We love having you. Thanks for having me. And if anyone in the TV and film styling community ever needs help with supporting a project that they're working on, as we said before, please send us an email at hask at stonemanagement.net and we'd be happy to help with whatever you need amazing sammy thank you thanks and now our feature presentation hello everyone and welcome to our bonus 2021 makeup and hair oscars special we have five of these beauties lined up for you to absorb and enjoy I'm so incredibly grateful to all the guests on these bonus episodes as I understand how precious everyone's time is. When they're working full-time on a project and being bombarded with interviews, it can all get a little overwhelming, I'm sure. So for that, thank you, thank you, and thank you. For each of the five bonus episodes, the nominees were all asked the same questions. So if I sound like a broken record, that's because I am. But as you'll hear, their answers are all very different. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Pictures up. Last looks. Rolling. And action. Welcome to the Last Looks podcast, team. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. And may I say a massive congrats on your Oscar nomination for your work on the film Hillbilly Elegy. Yes, you may. Thank you so much. We're really excited. Thank you so much. Now, let's start with introductions. If you could each tell us your name and what your position on the team was, please, that would be an awesome start. Patricia DeHaney, hairstylist on the film Hillbilly Elegy. I'm Erin Kruger-McCash, makeup department head on Hillbilly Elegy. I'm Matthew Mungle prosthetic designer for Glenn Close. 
Brilliant. So let's start with when you first heard the news that you'd been nominated, what thoughts came to mind? I guess super excitement. I mean, that was kind of very overwhelming. And just the whole process actually of being recognized has been really overwhelming for me. I usually get up and watch the Oscar announcements almost every year since I was a teenager. So I was already going to do it anyway, but this year was a little bit different. So it was just really, just really overwhelming actually to to hear that you've been uh, considered by your peers. And to be with uh, Matthew and Patty for this is really special too. So I'm still kind of just overwhelmed. I'm just a little bit like, whoa, things feel really crazy and great, but it's, it's pretty wild. Amazing. And what about you, Patty? I feel a lot like Aaron and just really excited and proud to be with Aaron and Matthew going through this really amazing experience. And, you know, obviously we're all a little sad that we can't share this joy together in person, but we certainly think about each other all the time and wishing everyone the best. So, you know, I, I was like Aaron, just the feeling of hearing that announcement that you've watched year after year after year and having a project that you were a part of, it, it's so surreal. And uh, it is pretty overwhelming. And, yeah. you know, I, I love that Aaron's husband recorded Aaron watching it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it was so moving, Aaron. I mean, you're your reaction was just real, truly real. And I got very weepy afterwards. So I'm just I really so excited to be with Aaron and Matthew. That's amazing. And what about you, Matthew? How was it for you? Uh, well, the first thought was, you know what? I'm supposed to be retired. <laughs> what, what is this? And the second thought was, I am so proud to be with Patty and Aaron, especially Aaron. This is her first. Patty and I have been through it before, but I am just so over the moon for, for Aaron, you know. And then the next thought was I'm even happier for Glenn because she so deserved that nomination. Yeah, I agree. And I, I hope she wins. And uh, and to be with you two girls, mm-hmm. and I, I say girls, not women, girls, very talented <laughs> artist. I, I am just, I am just so, so pleased. That's amazing. So, what do you think are some of the deciding factors for teams to submit their work to the academy in the first place, like to be considered? Oh, I'm not a member of the Academy, but I've heard from other people that I don't really know much about that process. I think they could tell you more than I could, actually. <laughs> well, you know, they don't they don't necessarily need books, but this year was all done PDF presentations. And if you wanted to submit your work, then you could do it via through the the Academy. And then, uh, you know, we have a meeting, we have several meetings going through and, and they narrow it down to 20 and then they narrow it down to 10, of course, and then the five. But those meetings uh, for me are sometimes very hairy because you have to speak about your work. And I must say, I'm kind of a humble person. I, you know, I let my work speak for me and it, it's, it's sometimes hard, isn't it, Patty? Especially being on the hair side of it. I I have to say that a lot of focus goes on makeup and especially when there's prosthetics. So you're constantly going, but I want to speak about the hairstyling. Everything works together. And that's what I would say would be deciding factors is 
the consistency throughout a film for the look of the film and combining the work of prosthetics, makeup, and hairstyling. Those are the things that I believe the board is looking at throughout the film. And yes, you know, maybe one character who's not the lead in the film, but we see them in the film, and if they are distracted, the work maybe is not up to the level that they want for the finals. That film can be not included from the uh, pit. So everybody in the film matters. And Patty and Matthew, how do they go about deciding if it's going to be for one character or for the whole look of the entire film? Like, how do they do that? Well, everybody discusses that at those meetings. And for instance, the year that Deborah Lemia Denever and I were nominated for Ghost of Mississippi it was just for James Wood's look for his younger look and mainly the prosthetics for him so of course it's changed since then and that was 1996 or 97 so everybody discusses it and of course once you've discussed it at one point they ask you to leave the room or the chat room or whatever so they can discuss it without you hearing and and being you know judged by what they say so i think it's everybody discusses it and decides what we're looking at if we're looking at just one character maybe the main character in the the film or for looking at the overall look and also are we looking at hair and makeup yes i'm on the e-board so i sit through those meetings and you know when you're asked to leave the room or the chat it's pretty frightening (laughs) because you know Mm -hmm. they are meticulously looking at everything and as matthew said a lot of those things are decided is it for the look of the film or just one character And, you know, sometimes she'll say, would we be considering this film if that person wasn't in it? If we didn't have the look of Glenn Close and and Amy Adams, would we still be considering this film? So obviously they discussed our film and said, no, it's for the look of the film. It's for the prosthetic work and the makeup and the hairstyling. So if you've done a film, it's come out and you're the hair and makeup team, do you feel like you have to be pretty sure that you've got a shot to even submit your work? Or do you just think, yeah, it's all right, I'm just going to give it a go and then end up wasting people's time? Like, what What do you, I, what do, you do? I think, I think uh, a lot of people just submit their work just, you never just know, right? because you never know, you yeah, know. I've done that before. We, I think, as members in the academy, rely on people to submit over-the-top work. I mean, really work that stands out because as a committee – as members of the academy in makeup and hair, the other academy members will judge us by what we actually put up that year, you know, nominate. And if it's something that's that's horrible, then, you know, I've rubbed my head several times. Well, why did this get up or why did this get up? Because, you know, it's got to be Oscar worthy, you know. I want you to talk us through two characters from the film. So makeup and hair wise from research and development through to daily application. I guess I'll start with Amy because I think that's the first one that I actually knew that actually the person I knew I was going to be doing. When I first uh, got the job, I didn't, I don't think I knew that I was going to be doing Glenn right off the bat. So um, when I got the job, I got a a wonderful book from Virginia Johnson, who was our incredible costume designer. And she had obviously been on the film 
for quite a bit of time and sent me this incredible book. And so I got to see all of the real people and the family members and everything. So I did notice that after talking with Amy, that I, I asked her if, I, if she wouldn't mind if I tried to have her nose widened with a couple of little prosthetics, nothing too big, but just something subtle to take her very petite features uh, into a different kind of um, shape. So she said, yes, that she would be interested in trying. And so um, Dave Anderson made me these little transfers and I applied those at the makeup test. So a lot of it was how we all go about doing things of, of researching the character and seeing what kind of shapes we can we can do. And I knew that that um, Patty was going to do an incredible wig for the different time periods that we would be doing and different looks for each of Amy's looks. And and I just decided, you know, that I wanted her to be very tan and, and sun damaged and have a little bit of a rougher look. And Amy said that she was going to be gaining some weight for it. So I knew that that would be a great look as well. So kind of went from there and just, you know, working with Amy and Ron and all the creatives about what Amy was going to look like. And, and, you know, we all, we all come to a group decisions really on how each of the characters will look. And she was, I think she was happy with, with everything. It took a minute to get her nose pieces dialed in as it was quite humid out. And I had to kind of back up and, and do a little bit of different techniques to get her nose to look the way I wanted it to. And her other look was much more aged and sun damaged. And, you know, the drugs that she, that her character had been doing over the years had really taken a toll on her skin. So did a stretch and stipple makeup on her and a lot of hand painting of texture and around her eyes, making her look much older than she is. And of course she wore the, the prosthetics on her nose every day. So we had we had that going on as well, as well as Glenn's amazing look. And and that was an that was every day too. I think our shoot day was our shoot was Patty was it like sixty-five days or sixty days or something like that. It was right around there. So yeah, we, 60 we did some days. I think it was Aaron's. So, you know, they were, Amy was in almost every day and, and Glenn was in about three quarters of it. So there, there was a lot of application and they were in a lot of scenes together. So Patty and I came up with a, a great way to get both of them done almost simultaneously because they were both in a lot of scenes together. We had a minor working. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I came up with two stations set up at the same time so we could overlap them and not have too much at the end to, for each of them to wait on the other one. So it, it worked out really well. And it was, it was very tense to, to make sure that that was done in a, in a very timely fashion for production and for our actresses who are, you know, total professionals and have been doing all kinds of character and prosthetic work for many years. So they know the scoop. So you had to bring your A game, you know, so it was very exciting and and fun to, um, very challenging to get them done. Every time you get them done at the same time and they walked out of the trailer, you know, in great moods, you were kind of like, Oh God, we did it again. So that's how it kind of felt to me. But, but yeah, we had a lot of, had a lot of challenges on this one, but I think Matthew can talk more about Glenn. Okay. So Glenn called me when she first knew that she got the role of memo and said, I, you know, I, I think I need you to do me a, just to make me a nose tip and I'll send you a picture of memo, the only one she had at the time. So she sent that to me. I looked it over 
I called her back and I said, you know what? Let's let's test, you know, a, a, a larger node. Let's go on the bridge with the nose, not go down into the to the nostrils of the nose. Because when I'm designing prosthetics like this, I, I really take into consideration the actress or actor and and how much prosthetics they're using and and how how much it's weighing their their psyche down to portray the character and keep it to a minimum really but change their face to to a point so and i said she definitely has a larger ears and glenn said that's great so i pulled a face cast I had from Albert Knobs from 2008, really, of Glenn, and uh, worked off of that, made the pieces, flew to New York to, to Glenn's house, and proceeded to do the test on her. And of the two noses that I had sculpted, we chose one that was a, a little bit larger that she liked. I did the test. I put the ears on. She had a wig that was very close to Mama's wig and some glasses. And luckily, it was just a stroke of luck that Ron Howard had flown in that weekend to, to see his daughter because she just had a baby. And he came over to see her and walked in the door and said, that's Mama. Because, you know, at that point, Glenn was already getting into character. So, you know, that I knew I had the look down. So after we, after I finished doing the test, I took the prosthetics off and I knew I needed a new nose and ear cast of Glenn because the face cast I had was 2008 and this was 2019 that we did the test. So I took a cast of her nose and had her breathe out of her mouth for the time that I cast her nose so I could get way up into her nostrils with the cap because I knew I needed to make the nose so it wrapped around under the nose. And it was actually, I think, a little easier to apply because you know you're keying in to under the nose as you're applying it and then of course her ears because our ears do change as we get older so i did do ear cast of her and then went back to austin took a lot of pictures when i did do the test on glenn and very close-up pictures of where i knew i wanted to end the edges of the nose and the ear and uh, went back to Austin and proceeded to make the prosthetics and then found out that Aaron was going to department head the show. And at that point, all my angst about the application of day-to-day, -day, because I knew production didn't want me to come and do the application every day. All my angst of the day-to-day -day application and the, the quality of the work was going to be excellent. So, so I proceeded to call Aaron and I would talk back and forth and before that I think before they started or right after she did the test which was just amazing just a beautiful test and Glenn was extremely pleased she had Jamie Hess with her also helping with with Glenn's makeup and after the test of course I had already booked a trip to Italy. So I called Aaron and said, so how many pieces do you need? Because I'm, I'm taking off on a trip. So we decided how many pieces we need. And I ran them before I took off on my trip and sent them to Aaron. And yes, indeed. And that's my story. And that's, that's your story. Patty, tell us about some of these amazing hairdos. Oh, they're amazing, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. We try to make them real. 
but not too distracting. So Glenn, again, you know, knows her wigs, just like she knows her prosthetics and her makeup and her characters. You know that you're dealing with a pro and then the end result is going to be spot on, mostly because of her and she knows what she wants and what she wants that character to look like. So I met with her and Marcel Cornell, her favorite wig maker, has made many, many wigs for her throughout her career and absolutely does the best work. So I went to New York and met with the two of them, and we did a little fitting of two wigs that he had made for her that were beautiful. And I had done my research and saw the photos from Virginia Johnson of what Mama looked like, and the wigs that Marcel had made for Glenn were gorgeous. They had a nice perm in them, and they had, you know, the color was great, mixtures of uh, smoky grays and whites, and the one for her dying scene, a little bit more white and paled out a bit, but they were pretty. They weren't as processed looking as Mama's hair, so I knew that I was going to have to change that texture from the really pretty soft curl to something a little more closer to Mama. So I uh, ended up setting it mostly in perm rods and using a small Japanese iron to get that real tight textury look, the frizzy look. And then Glenn had this great little round brush, a little boar bristle round brush, and that ended up being my favorite tool. And she bequeathed it to me, which is so sweet. Oh, that's cool, Patty. And that we used that brush for, you know, out even more and again teamwork you know looking in the mirror and doing profiles and showing Glenn and you know putting the glasses on and getting that look on her face and there you go there's Matt. Amy's process similar we Stacy Butterworth came from Canada we met and did the wig wrap for her head and looked at some colors here for Bev and for the older Bev with the gray mixed in there and started to make some decisions on, you know, what family of color we wanted to go with and nailed that down. Still did a little bit of distressing that color after the wigs were completely built. And really up until probably the day before the test, I was still pulling out some of the color, adding some color, you know, tweaking as you do. And we had a pretty crazy test day. We had a very intense test day. You know, they told us it was going to be one way and it was not that way. And we were in the dark most of the time. And, you know, Ron was asking for different things on some of the other characters or like trying to do things in the dark. And, you know, it was Aaron's crazy. trying to see the color of it was just really kind of crazy. And we both got back to the trailer like, oh my gosh, I, I hope they're going to like what we can do. Completely. It kind of started off with us going together as a group in one car from the hotel and I got us off on the wrong exit. We were going in really early and I got us like turned around on the freeway. Oh my God. It was crazy. Ron wanted to try tons of aging on on Amy's neck. It was like he kept having me go back and do more and more aging on her neck and then decided that he liked the way it looked the first time she came out better. So I had to take it all yeah. off and and then reshow it. It was just, you know, it was one of those days that was just, it was just, you know, it was so much, but we got it to get it dialed in on the first day finally was really great. And he was, after we saw the dailies and everything, he was, he was pleased. And that was so important. That's awesome. So you finally got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we had Owen that played the young JD and he did not want a haircut at all. And his no. hair was like kind of Justin Bieber long. And Ron definitely wanted him to have a haircut. So 
I remember going into that little dressing room with Owen and his yes. dad, and, and Owen was just kind of giving me the stink eye, and I hadn't even done anything. <laughs> I don't really want my hair cut. I'm like, well, you know, we're going to be playing a character, and the director would like this, that, and the other thing. And I don't know how many times I had to cut that kid's hair before we started. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he loved you so much. Oh, it was so funny. It was a lot getting him to cut his hair, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> so what did you guys find to be your biggest challenge during filming? Mm. Climate control would be probably the number one thing. Yeah. But everybody goes through that. If you're working in Georgia, you know you're going to, in the summertime in Georgia, let me say, you know that's going to be a part of it. And, you know, like Aaron said earlier, because we had a minor, the schedule was a big thing and just really being prepared. And luckily you have, when you have a team member like Aaron and the rest of our team in the trailer, everyone really worked together. Like whatever needed to be taken care of, somebody was on it. We didn't even have to really worry about anything else when, you know, we had Jamie Hess and Tony Ward, they had your back the entire time. So Whatever challenges we had, it didn't really worry me because I knew we had a great team to deal with whatever came up. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Absolutely. It was all about the teamwork. The one thing that I know, the reason why I was able to do any of this film is because I had a great team and your team has to be at the same level, at least, or better than you in order to have everything work well. And you need somebody that's part of your team that is going to have the same level of skills that you do. You have to have someone that's for makeup anyways, that has to be proficient in beauty, tattoo cover, hair work work, prosthetics and aging and character work and have the same kind of eye you do. And it is one of the most important things about my job is picking the right people to help. And Jamie Hess was the perfect person for that. I spoke with Matthew at length about who I should get to help me do Glenn's makeup. And we had such tight time constraints for our, our minor, Owen, and they didn't want to be bringing Amy and Glenn in super early. And so we had to we had to make it work. And they basically gave me a time frame, and we went with it. And also... Not only did Jamie do a beautiful job with assisting applying one of Glenn's ears and painting her hands, but we worked together as a team to get Glenn cleaned up, as well as she and Devin Morales, who was my third, did a beautiful job on Gabe Basso's extensive tattoo cover. He had a, one full sleeve. He had another huge tattoo tattoos on his right arm, as well as knuckle tattoos and neck tattoos. And Gabe is a really big guy. So the amount of product that we went through in order to cover a very large muscular man. And that was done every day. It almost took as long to do that coverage as it did to do Glenn's makeup. And they did a beautiful job on that. I mean, that was just one of the many things that we did on the show. And we had, Patty and I had extensive period work as well as character work and drug addicts and beards and wigs. And it just went on and on. That's one of my favorite kind of films to do though, is uh, stuff with lots of character work in it. Well, I think those are some pretty great challenges to get through. I mean, everything from the Georgia humidity through to time constraints and just making sure you've got the right team. That's awesome. So were there any standout lessons learnt throughout the process, do you think? Well, I think Erin was a little miffed that I was going to send her gelatin ears, and I kept on saying, I, I 
guarantee you that they will work even in the heat because the ears don't sweat. There may be a little sweat behind the ears, but Aaron, did they work out? Oh no, they worked out great. And the thing was, is that I'd used gelatin before and it's so fragile. And I think that although you did do such a, you did like a very, um, a much more resilient version of probably what I used, you know, 20 years ago or something. So I think I was just more concerned about with the heat. I mean, it was already like, you know, the surface of the sun heat in Georgia during, (laughs) during that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I knew that Glenn was going to be in a car at one point and, Mm -hmm. um, but they were, they were fantastic. I never even had to, I didn't have to worry about that at at all. Yeah. You know, and after working with gelatin, it's, it's not necessarily about the heat. It's about the humidity because the humidity makes a person sweat so much. And, uh, you know, I would, I would never go with gelatin on the face, but the ears are are fine because, uh, you know, you don't get into very much sweat there. And also we kept these great little packets mm-hmm. of um, those little those little packets you get in with your shoes or your bag or something that's that's silica. to keep things yeah. the silica packs. Mm-hmm. And so we kept those in each of the ear containers to make sure that we didn't have any humidity issues just, you know, like over a weekend in the trailer without, you know, if there was no, no air conditioning on and that'll worked out great. So, and I was really pleased, you know, I I hadn't worked a whole lot with super baldies and you had also talked me into using super baldies. So I was kind of like off to the races with like, let's just try something new. I think that's fantastic. So, well, um, I think, you know, I think the reason I, I like Super Bowl is it's alcohol based because, you know, around, especially around the eyes, you like, uh, you yeah. know, can blend your edges off with alcohol. And, and yeah. I knew Glenn working with her that, you know, semi sensitive skin, you well, know, you being know a best woman. for sure. So yeah. yeah, I think it, I think it all worked out in the end. Well, I've changed over a lot of my for facial prosthetics to super baldies because of that. So since we've done that show. So. Well, thank you. Well, that, that makes me it, feel really good. It helps a lot. I mean, I just was more, I think I only had one time I had an issue was right. I was being overly zealous and I kind of yeah. over blended an edge a little too much. And I was like, Ooh, okay. That, that went, uh, that went away really fast. South, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I actually, Jamie Lee, I actually learned a lot about you're always getting new products. You're always trying mm-hmm. new things. And I learned a lot too, is that Jamie, Jamie Hess and I really struggled to find the right, the right kind of sealers for the job. And we just tried, we just tried everything. And it, it just goes back to loving to be a puzzologist, if you will, like somebody that loves <laughs> to just figure out how to make something work. And it's, that's what makes things really rewarding is, is you're kind of stuck and then you are experimenting and finding something that's going to work best for you. And, and that part is great. So you carried on to other jobs. That's awesome. Patty, what did you learn? You learned how to keep that hair high and frizzy in that humidity. <laughs> no, <laughs> no joke. Keeping Amy with all her natural hair. We should have cut her natural hair a little bit more. We kept talking about it, and it just didn't happen. We're on a project together right now, and I just cut a lot of her hair off. <laughs> so I learned that. It's like, okay, let's get rid of some of this hair underneath a big wig. <laughs> I did a fracture wrap on her, which really worked out nicely because you can really tighten down on it when necessary and it, you know, get a really nice head shape. So, you know, we there's always that learning process whenever you're doing that type of a wrap. 
you know, that you're doing the same thing every day. So mm. that's part of the thing with the prep on a, for a wig is so important. It really, you know, will change everything, how that lace lays and the shape of the head. So, you know, always learning about that, every little detail. I think it's true. You kind of just need to get to know that wig. Each time another wig comes in, you kind of got to beat it in submission and get to get to know it Isn't that right? <laughs> as we all say like some days you're like oh, i love it you know it's my best friend then the next day yeah what happened to you you were my friend now you're my enemy yeah, yeah. You know, all patty did days. was constantly curl she was curling curling oh, curling 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 <laughs> gotta stay on top of it yeah. man frizz curl curl frizz yeah, uh, you know, hey, we had uh, we had a lot of people to please, and mostly you want to make sure that you're representing, you know. So you do your best. Absolutely. Totally. Now, a hard question maybe to answer because people are <laughs> modest, but I would love to know what you guys feel kind of sets your work apart from your fellow nominees. Yeah, I, I think it's the the, the character work. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the subtle work and the application that Aaron did on the set is just, just beautiful work. And it holds up on every shot and all the wigs that Patty did. I mean, it's just brilliant work. I, you know, went back over and over the, the film several times and there was not one mistake in there. And it was just, just flawless work. And, you know, I'm not great at I'm not great at that part of saying like, oh, I think we blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Patty and I did very, very, very minimal correction in post. I mean, it was like the turtle had some correction because, you know, he was very wiggly for his prosthetic. And so we had to we had to correct the turtle um, and like a couple minor things. I mean, it wasn't even like anything specific. I couldn't even tell you anything specific about it. So all of that was done practically. I mean, there wasn't anything that I can even think of that. We, I mean, it was like, a, like two things or something. I think one was like a sweat bubble on Owen's lip when he was in the car driving around, you know, in that humidity. I think we corrected one little sweat bubble thing, but hardly anything. So I could, I would, I mean, that's part of it, I think, is that mm. um, all of that was done in camera and the hair, the prosthetics, the makeups, the character work. And I think that, you know, I guess one compliment I was getting from a lot of people is that they got to see beautiful women looking realistic and, you know, weathered and very character driven and that they didn't recognize Glenn at first. Mm -hmm. And that's always a nice compliment. So I think that all of the work is so stunning and each one is up for a completely different look, you know, uh, which each film stands on its own. But I think that as far as character work goes, there's, I think there's only two films that have prosthetics in them this year. I think it's our film and... Pinocchio. I think the other films are a lot of maybe character work, but but not not with prosthetics. So I think that kind of sets us apart. Is that a lot of people love subtle character work, and um, I feel like we did we did a good job at that. So yes, yeah, well said, Aaron. I agree with everything you Absolutely. both have said, and I think the transformation definitely from what I hear from people. So many responses about not even recognizing Glenn, you know, far into the movie, like, where's Glenn Close? And then they finally 
figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I heard that from a director who saw one of the first screenings with Ron Howard. And he said, I watched that movie for at least 10 minutes without realizing that was Glenn Close. And wow, that blew me away. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so I think the subtleties, as Matthew mentioned, and the transformations, uh, I think it's an outstanding year of showing all aspects of our craft and what it means to filmmaking. So, you know, we're all so very proud of this project. Definitely. Absolutely. Well Absolutely. said, guys. I thought that was going to be a hard one to answer, but you did a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that you've given a little shout out to a couple of people, but I just wanted to see if you wanted to take a moment to kind of say a thanks and a shout out to those that helped on the project. Because as you said, Erin, it takes a team. Absolutely. I mean, I would first and foremost like to thank Dave Anderson, who's always been incredibly supportive of me over the years. Um, I've known him for 30 32 years, something like that. And we worked together on American Horror Story and he very quickly put together this, you know, three different sizes of noses for Amy and and Chris Gallagher, who gave me Amy's head cast from when they did Vice. So it was like this great little, can you do this? Yes, come pick it up. Okay, take it to Dave's. You know, it was just a really cool dance that we did as far as getting Amy's prosthetics done. And so Dave's been endlessly supportive of me over the years. Um, Jamie Hess, obviously, Devin Morales and Derek Garcia, Jessica Gambarelli, and I mean, there's Jillian Erickson. There's there were so many people that came and helped us out in Georgia and Ohio, which we couldn't have done any of that without them. Also, my lovely husband, who is kindly critical of my work and helps me to make sure that um, dialing it in. And he told me though when he saw the pictures that I showed him, he knew that it was something special, which really made me feel good. So I'm very, very um, appreciative of everybody that, that helped us to get to this point. So thank you to everyone. Oh, you know what? Actually, I have a couple other people. I'm just going to say more people. Kate Bisco and Patty were the ones that put my name in for this film. Without Patty's endless support of, of me as well. And Kate for, you know, she she was not available to do this job with Amy. And they suggested me and Diana Porcorny, who was the producer. They the, These three wonderful women came together and, and got me the job. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for that because what an experience so thanks patty <laughs> always yeah. well Darren's the first person i would like to thank as well because there's nothing like the teamwork when you have a great partner doing makeup and you can work and collaborate together in a trailer it just makes our job so nice and, absolutely you know we had a terrific trailer Aaron's team with Jamie and Devin and then my team with Tony Ward and Cynthia Chapman and Robert Wilson and really it just you know it's such a pleasure to be in a trailer when you know we're all working for the same goal to get the work out and make sure that it's looking as good as you can possibly make it and always having each other's back so I really am appreciative of the crew and Jamie was just so great at keeping us all organized amongst doing all the hard (laughs) makeup work she did she did all the paperwork and kept everything on track which was a lot now you know because everything we do we have to do um online it's no more paper and it takes a lot of time to get all that taken care of so um big kudos to jamie and for getting all of our photos together 
for the Academy book. And oh, she did such a great job with that. Hours yes. of work. You know, I would have been pulling my hair out. And uh, she was so patient with us trying to print photos. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't like that one. Let's do this one, you know. But yeah, she's so multi-talented and always with a smile on her face. And you've got her and Tony Ward with their beautiful Southern hospitality and just mm-hmm. great attitudes and charm and humor. So, you know, we were blessed to have that team and very grateful for that. I agree. Also, you know, as we mentioned earlier, our costume designer who led the way in (laughs) showing us these styles, Virginia Johnson, just terrific woman and her team as well. You know, it, it was that kind of job where you didn't mind if a person from another department came up and said, well, you might want to, you know, take a look. Her hair is you know, stuck in her collar or whatever the circumstance. That's the kind of crew we had. And it was a very special job. I know we're all so proud of it and so proud to work for someone like Ron Howard, who makes you feel a part of the filmmaking. It's just, you know, it was really a unique experience. I think one that I will hold on to forever. And all our other folks that helped us in Atlanta, in the great state of Ohio, being a Buckeye myself. (laughs) Thank you, thank you for all your endurance and the work you did and the extreme conditions we had to deal with. Exactly. And and Matthew, for the beautiful, beautiful pieces. Beautiful pieces. Thank you. Well, I I want to thank you, Aaron and, and, and Patty. You guys did just a beautiful job and it's always comes down to the person on the set applying it and in the trenches that you know we could design whatever we want but when it comes down to that day-to-day operation that is when the real look comes together and and also Jamie Hess I mean Jamie Hess came to us at WM Creations right out of uh, of school of makeup school and she worked with us for years and uh, I knew she she was going to go on to to be a great makeup artist when she was there because she was she was as my production coordinator at WM Creations so she She's a good coordinator, too, besides a good artist. And also, of course, Blynn, for always calling me on these jobs. Mm -hmm. I I just, you know, just out of the blue, I'll get a call from her or text. Can you talk right now? I've got this little... Uh, you know, so she just, she, I cannot thank her enough for being in my life as an actress, as a human being, as a person. She's just, just wonderful. She thank is. You. She's always so complimentary. Oh my goodness. She just loves you. Yes. I, I'd like to also throw out my big thanks to our wig makers, uh, Marcel and Stacey Butterworth. Thank you so much for your diligence of making sure everything was just right and that they were ready to go when we needed to start filming. And I sure appreciate you understanding that it take your beautiful curl and gorgeous hair and turn it into these characters. And without Glenn and Amy's amazing talents, none of it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, that's also awesome to hear. It has been so insightful to learn more about what it took to get your work on camera daily and in turn bring you to this point today of being nominated for an Oscar. It's awesome. (laughs) So again, congratulations and thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much, Jamie Lee. What a great opportunity. Thank you, Jamie. It's so appreciative. (laughs) 
for links to see more about our guests, go to our Instagram at The Last Looks Podcast or our website, thelastlookspodcast.com. If you want to keep up with new episodes being released, be sure to subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, or any podcast streaming platform. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, share it. The Last Looks Podcast would like to thank Brett Stanley and Sabrina Castro. The song Fun Time by DJ Quads. Thanks for listening. Until next time. That's a wrap, people. 